Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Epistle or the letter to Ephesians. And we have, we're still on what we call our position as a believer in Christ. Uh, our position. And we will get to our practice and we will get to uh, the power and protection of a believer. All that in, is in the epistle or the letter to the Ephesians. And so we're going to uh, divide the series up into those three. But uh, we are also going to add series to what I call chapters. And, you, and you, it's in your Bible, chapters. So chapter one, we did five parts. And so today we're starting on chapter two. And we might do probably two parts in that. Or, or I don't know. We'll see what, what God has. But anyway, we're on, on chapter two. Now, first of all, I'd like for you to uh, go to Philippians. That's, that's the first place we're going before we get to Ephesians. And we're going to be in chapter Four, verse 3. And we're going to lay a foundation for what I believe God has for us in chapter 2. In chapter 1, we know it was so good telling us about all that, that God has given us as a believer and all what he did before the foundation of the world, all those type of things. And it made us feel so good. And then he comes up in chapter 2 and he starts a difference. I said, wow, why is this difference here? And so I want you to know that we need a Savior. Everybody needs a Savior. The people who don't even know they need a Savior need a Savior. Everyone needs a Savior. And so it says in, in uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 3, Let's start there. Uh, it says, Philippians, yeah, Philippians uh, 4, verse 3. Is that where I want to go? 4, 3, 4. No, I want to go Philippians uh, chapter 4. I want to go there, but I want to go verse, I think, 20? Yeah, verse 20. That's where I want to go. Philippians 3.20. Uh-huh, 3.20. I was wrong when I said 4. 3.20. I'm getting younger, so my mind is getting better. I have the mind of Christ. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The King James says, the, the Savior. We're waiting for the Savior if you're born again. And if you're not, um, you need to be looking for a savior. And it says that 
who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. We are looking for the Savior. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for the Savior. Now let's go to Ephesians. Let's go to chapter 2. We're looking for the Savior. I don't know whether people really believe that they need a Savior. I didn't believe that I needed a Savior. I really didn't. I thought that I could, you know, just be good and go to heaven. I didn't know that I needed to be born again. Didn't even know that term, born again. I knew I needed to join the church. Um, that's what I thought going to heaven was, joining the church. But, you know, other people believe that too. They just join the church and their name's on the roll. They don't come back anymore, but their name is on the roll. Yeah. It's, it's amazing what you believe when you don't know the word of God. It's amazing. Chapter 2. Why, verse 1, why do we need a Savior? Because we're going to have to be, uh, we're going to have to be telling people that they need a Savior. I was wondering, why do we need this here when you already told us our position as a believer over here in chapter 1? And I mean, you just told us so, so many good things, good things. And why come back with, with this and tell me what I used to be? I don't want to know what I used to be. I don't want to know what I used to be. I want to know what I am. But he didn't start off chapter 2 that way. He started off chapter 2 with, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. I said, but, you know, I know that, but you already told me that, you know, all this good stuff that I'm in him and all these type of things that I have as my position, so why are you talking about what I used to be? Well, I really believe that God wants us to have an evangelistic mindset all the time. I believe that God wants us to be concerned about the people who are not yet saved. I think that God wants us to get our minds off of ourselves and put our minds on people who need him. If we are born again, it already told us what our inheritance is. But if you're not born again, then that's not going to be the case. And he wants us to let people know that they need a Savior. And I'm going to give you five reasons that's in the first three verses why we need a Savior. And you can share it with anybody that you want to. It also gives us some appreciation of how good God is. Number one is, and you were dead. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. That's the first reason why we need a Savior. 
Now, when it says you were dead, obviously, it doesn't mean literally you were dead. But spiritually, we were dead. We were dead. We were separated from fellowship with God, from the life of God. If we would, if we would have died in that, that state, we would have been thrown in a lake of fire and brimstone with Satan and all his demons. And I don't want that for anybody. And he is telling me that I used to be that way. He's telling you that you used to be that way. He didn't say you are dead. He said, and you were dead. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. And trespasses and sins about the, you know, uh, about the same thing, generally speaking. Specifically, uh, if you look it up in the Greek there, they're different, but it's not a lot of different. It's just missing the mark that Jesus Christ, that God has for us. All has fallen short of the glory of God. Do you know that when you're in this position of being dead in our, your trespasses and sins, do you know that you cannot please God? Can't please God. You cannot please God. Without faith, you can't please God. How are you going to have belief in somebody you don't believe in? It's not possible. Nothing that anyone does without a Savior is dead works. And you might think that it's so good, so good, and it, and it is good. God is good. There's only one good is God. That when, like the flood victims, they uh, got hurricanes, Victims in Florida, you got uh, things going over in Mexico, you got things in uh, Puerto Rico, uh, just devastating uh, catastrophes. And you have athletes of people who have money, they give, you know, or they gave $100,000. They said, oh man, isn't it? Oh, he's so nice. That is, uh, you know, he is really nice. That doesn't necessarily mean that. Doesn't mean that he's not if you don't know whether he's saved or not. But if a person is not saved, they can give a million dollars, two million, three million to a cause. Some people give because their financial advisor has already told them if you don't give it away, you're going to lose it anyway because the government going to take it. So you need to find charitable do donations to give to. So that's why a lot of these athletes and people, they give to charitable donations because they know that, that that's going to help them to have more money in their pocket. And the government gets less money. But it's still good thing that they did. But when it comes to heaven, when it comes to judgment day, everything going to be judged by what's done in the body. And it's going to be judged on how did you why did you do what you did? Was it to bring God glory? Was it to uh, save souls? What was it for? 
And God already knows, doesn't he? So anything that we do that's not bringing God glory, and, a, and somebody doesn't have a savior, savior, can't because we are all sinners. We were, we were all sinners. We all fell short of the glory of God. And we all were going to hell except when we, when, when we were drawn to God and we, we gave our life to Jesus Christ, God sees us through Jesus. And the blood of Jesus has cleansed us. And I say, well, everybody needs a Savior. So he didn't want us to miss this point. He didn't want us to miss it. Because we are supposed to be ambassadors. It says it in another place in Corinthians. We're supposed to be ambassadors. We are new creations, and uh, old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. And he says that all things are of God, and, and, and we're supposed to be ambassadors going around telling people about Jesus. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be telling them about Jesus. We're supposed to be showing them Jesus. We're supposed to be uh, lights. We're supposed to be his hands and his feet. And we can only do that if we have a Savior. Because we were dead in our trespasses and our sins. So that's the first reason why we need a Savior. The second reason why we need a Savior is in verse 2. It says, In which you formerly walked, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, Okay, the prince of the power of the air. Now, who is that? Now, we know that's Satan, and we know he has principalities, he has powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in this world. We know we have these things going on. That's in chapter, actually, 6 of Ephesians. Let's look over there in chapter 6. That's where it is in chapter 6 of Ephesians. And, and it tells us in chapter 6, uh, verse 11. We'll start there. And it tells us, uh, put on the whole armor of God so that you will be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So the devil has schemes. And it says that and our struggle is not with flesh and blood. It's not against flesh and blood. But against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces, against the darkness of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So let's go back over to verse, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, and verse 2. And, and so we know they exist. And it says that, so number two would be number one, was that because we're dead in our trespasses. We were dead in our trespasses. That's why we need a Savior. And, and number two is that because we have... Uh, 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 we have a devil, we have, a, we have Satan, we have principalities, we have powers who they operate and cause the course of this world to be the way it is. So in other words, it's saying that the way the world is going, the flow of this world, is because of the prince of the power of the air. It's, against, it, it, it's, it's going the way it's going because of the world forces. 
And Satan cannot do good. Period. He can't do any good. He can only do evil. And so if, if he is, if, he, if he's been allowed, which he has, to cause this world to be the way it is, it says we walked according to the course of this world. Then you know the world's going to be evil. You know the world is going to get worse and worse. So don't think that the world is going to get better because we have a prince of the power of the air who's Satan who's going to cause it to get better. It's not going to get better. It can only get worse. It can only get worse. And that's why when I was talking to to uh, the people who were fixing my, my window, they said, it's, a, it's terrible. It's terrible. Who, who in the world will break into a church? The world is getting so bad. And you think about it. Is the world getting good? No. The world is getting bad. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. And so our lights are supposed to shine brighter and brighter. That's how our lights are supposed to shine. Because any time you're in darkness, the darker it is, the brighter inner light is. I don't care if it's a, a, a match. I don't care if it's a candle. If it's dark, the candle can be seen for a long way. So number one was that we need a Savior because we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Number two is we need a Savior because Satan, the prince of power of the air, he is causing this world to go in a certain way. And we need a Savior. And he is trying to cause, he's trying to cause this world be full of the things that God says, I don't want you doing. I don't care whether it's fornication. I don't care whether it's adultery. I don't care whether it's homosexuality. I don't care whether it's stealing. I don't care whether it's murdering. I don't care whether uh, it's pornography. I don't care whether it's uh, uh, you are against your parents, you know, unthankful. All these things in Scripture. All these things. And, and, and God says, I don't want you to be unthankful. I don't want you to be disobedient to your parents. I don't want you to be, you know, uh, uh, in sin. I don't want you to do that. But Satan is causing this world is to be, this is the norm. This is the norm. And he, he's saying, oh, it, it's not politically correct for you to judge people or to think bad of people who have a lifestyle different from yours. What? That's not what my Bible says. Matter of fact, if you're in the church and doing those things, he says, don't even eat with them. That's in the church now. That's if you are a Christian and you slip to doing some of these things, don't even eat with them. So they can turn. You remember how Paul, he said, hey, 
You know that, that dude that's in the church that's having a having an affair with his stepmom or uh, mother-in-law or whoever it was. He was having a, his father's wife. He was having an affair with. He says that put him out, and I'm gonna turn him over to Satan for destruction of the flesh. And then later on he says that okay now I want you to let him back in because God always wants to. You know, redeem. He wants the restitution and things like that. Don't treat him as an unbeliever. But I don't want you to eat with him. See, we eat with unbelievers. You 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 gotta you gotta be around unbelievers, and you want to be around unbelievers because if you're around unbelievers, you can get them saved. If God didn't want us around unbelievers, He'll take us out of the world as soon as, as, soon as you get saved. But he, he wants you to, to be around unbelievers. Not do what they do, but to try to be a light. So we need a Savior to deliver us from that. We really do. We need a Savior to deliver us from Satan. Matter of fact, matter of fact, it tells us that if you practice sin, Continue to practice sin, you of the devil. That's what the word says in First John chapter three. That's what it says. I said, "Ooh, I don't want to be associated with the devil, so I need a savior. I need a savior. I need to tell people I need a. They need a savior." Now, number three, still in number two, verse two, of the spirit that is now working. In the sons of disobedience. In the sons of disobedience? Oh. Now what is that saying here? The sons of disobedience. The sons of disobedience is is people who are unsaved. Who are disobedient to God's word. Of course. And that's what he's telling us there. That it's now at work. It's a spirit that's at work. It's in the sons of disobedience. Do you know you can be around spirits and those spirits can affect you? Evil spirits, unclean spirits. When you go to places, you need to be prayed up because I know you're going to places sometimes the unbelievers are, whether it's uh, whatever it is, uh, wherever it is, but you want to be prayed up and you want to make sure that no spirit latches on to you. Okay? We don't want spirits to be latch, evil spirits to be latching on to us. And I, 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 honestly, I tell you, it can't. Unclean spirits. And you say, I don't believe that. Well, don't believe it then. It's in the Word of God. But you don't have to believe it. And you better protect your children, too, from places with unclean spirits. I have some uh, nieces and things like that 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 are athletes. And uh, they said, now, Uncle Uncle Ray, let me tell you, there's a lot of stuff goes on in girls' athletics. A A lot of stuff. 
And do you realize that sometimes there is a spirit that's, that, that's trying to influence people who are in that crowd. And normally, they, wouldn't, they weren't brought up that way, but they start turning that way because it's an unclean spirit. Do you know there's such thing as a lying spirit? It's in the Bible. And sometimes you say, well, my, my child, it, 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 he, he, oh, he doesn't tell the truth. You know, they just, um, they don't admit this, but they're, they're, they're just, they, they will lie in a minute. Well, if they're young enough, you got to make sure that you discipline them. But you might have to cast a spirit out. I'm telling you. I'm serious. And we're gonna matter of fact the elders asked me one time, why don't you why don't you talk on uh, homosexuality, gay, 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 stuff like that. How to reach them and stuff like that. And this is not a lesson on that. But but I'm I'm telling you, there are spirits. There are spirits. Unclean spirits that will cause you to do things that you would normally do. But it's a spirit. The church has to be just like Christ to be able to cast out unclean spirits in people because people have them. People had them in Jesus' time and they have them now. And if you don't, if, if you say, well, I don't believe in an unclean spirit, well, well a two to two to two. You, you, you know, whoever you're around and God has you around, then don't you realize that you're going to be of no account, no good to that person who, who don't want to be that way but can't help it for, because it's a spirit. They're driven that way. I'm telling you. I don't care what's lying. I don't care. What, there are some unclean. If you know, I just read it about principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in heaven place. Don't you realize that these are evil spirits? They're trying to get you to fall into stuff that God doesn't want you in. And they want to keep you in stuff. Some people, when they hear the word, they can't respond to it because of the unclean spirit that drives them. I mean, if you read your Bible, I mean, it's, it's New Testament. New Testament. We've got to be ready for this stuff if we're going to be a church that's going to be used by the living God, and we are the church, so how are you going to be used by God on your workplace? You say, well, I don't want to be going around casting out spirits. The spirit might jump out of them and jump on me. When did a spirit, unclean spirit, jump on Jesus? Never. And it won't jump on you either because he can jump when you want to. You know the unclean spirit. Already know who you are. Already know. They don't want you to come. They don't want you to say anything. Don't cast me out. Don't 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 cast me in the dry places. Let me go into the pigs. Let me do do something. Okay, go into the pigs then. But they weren't gonna stay in that man. Because Jesus came and said, No, no, no. You gotta go. That's what we gotta say. This child 
by these parents, this man, this woman, they are going to be loosed. And that's what we got to do. Do y'all want to do the works of God or not? Do you want to be used by God or not? Or are you scared? Well, I don't want to be messing with that devil. You know? <laughs> you better want to mess with him because he's going to mess with you. So number one was we dare not trespass. Number two, we, gotta, we need a savior because we want to uh, be loose from that, 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 that principal power of the air. And uh, number three, because it's working in the children of disobedience. So I don't want to be disobedient. I want to be saved. Listen to the next one. Among, verse three, among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging in the desires of our flesh and of the mind. So number four is that we can't be minded of the flesh. We can't be fleshly minded. Now that's in Romans chapter 8. If you go over there, Romans chapter 8, and if we, we, we'll pick it up in verse 5, it says that for those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, for the, for the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God, it does not subject itself uh, to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. Now, that's something. Let's go back to Ephesians. That's, that's something. We, can't, we cannot... As it says in verse 3, we cannot fall prey to the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of our flesh and of our mind. We can't do that. We used to do that. It says, among them we too all formerly lived that way, but no more. No more. We can't do that anymore because we have a Savior. We have a Savior. We need a Savior because we are free. We've been freed from the power of sin. Sin has no more dominion over you if you're saved. It has no more dominion over you. So don't say, I can't help myself. It, you have, it has no more dominion over you because God has has given us weapons that we can deal with anything that we've gotten ourselves into when we were younger. And a lot of us have gotten ourselves into things when we were younger because uh, of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, and we got ourselves into things, and we think that we can't get out. Well, we need a Savior because he breaks the power of sin, and we don't have to do that anymore. And he gives us power, and that's what we'll talk about when we get into verse, when we get into chapter 6, um, the power that's, that, that, that's, that's been given us by God. Because he said, all power, all power has been given to me. 
in heaven and earth. Go therefore. Didn't he say that? He said it in Matthew 28. Make disciples of all nations. Teaching them the things I've taught you. So we have a, a power as a believer. Then it says in verse, in verse 3 again, verse number 5, we need a Savior. Number one, because we're dead in our trespass. We need a Savior because um, of Satan in, in the course of this world. We need to be free from it because that, that spirit works in the sons of disobedience. And number four was because we used to live that way and we couldn't help it. Because our mind was geared that way. We didn't have anything else to live for. We couldn't live for God. Carnal mind can't. Then it says, and we're by nature, that's number five, children of wrath, even as the rest. We were by nature children of wrath. That's what we were. I said, ooh. That's kind of that's kind of sad. That I used to be a child of wrath. But we thank God. Let's go to First Thessalonians. Let's go there. And in First Thessalonians, chapter one, verse nine and ten, it says. For they themselves report about us what kind of a reception we had with you and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead. That is Jesus who rescues us. Come on now. Who rescues us from what? We need a Savior. We need a Deliverer. We need Jesus because he rescues us from the wrath to come. We need a Savior because we need to be rescued from the wrath to come. And so when you're talking to people who are not yet saved, they need a Savior because they need to be rescued from the wrath to come. It's going to come. It's going to come up all upon all children of disobedience. All sons and daughters of disobedience. It's going to come. But I thank God that we don't have to be face the wrath of God. I thank God. And next week, we'll pick it up from there because, ooh, boy, 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 boy. In Ephesians uh, chapter 2, Verse 4, it says, but God. Isn't that good? But God. In other words, you, 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 you formerly were dead in your trespasses and sin, but God. You were formerly walking according to the course of this world, according to the prison of power of the air, but God. You were sons of disobedience, but God. You used to be about living in the lust of your flesh 
indulging the desires of your flesh and of your mind, but God. You were children by nature. Now, by nature, children are wrath as the rest of them, but God. I'll tell you what. He, he, he's laying this foundation, and he's trying to tell people, hey, you need a Savior. You need a Savior. Because if it weren't for God, we will all still be children of wrath. We'll all still be indulging in the, in the lust of our flesh, the desires of our flesh and mind. But God drew us out. No one can come to Christ unless they are drawn by the Father. That's John, uh, I think, chapter 6, verse 44. Thank God he drew us. Thank God we have a Savior. Thank God. Thank God for his love, his grace, and his mercy. Thank God. Can you thank God today? Can you go out from here and thank God? Can you live like he's worthy to be praised? Can you talk like, you know, you have been saved? Can we treat our mates like we've been saved? Because we would still be the way we were if it weren't for God. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.